You read it? You want to? Okay. Do I, do I yeah. say it? Do you, you start. Who says it? You start. I do it. Yep. Has it always you been that way? You were listening to the dollop. Yeah. I think Action. you've always done it. I heard okay. that. Okay. Okay. You go. You're, You're listening to the dollop yes. on the All Things Comedy yes. Network. This is a by american history podcast where each week i dave anthony read a story from american history to man gareth reynolds who has no freaking idea what the story is going to be about who's this guy who oh, is this guy i'm doing a um i decided for december i'm gonna be kind of like rough you know like uh rocky gary okay all right i like that guy yeah so, uh, yeah, this is like history and bullshit. So, I like um, history. History's this is gonna good. Be ex- you don't do it, too. I do it. What you talking about, man? Get out of here. I'm going to be That's... all over the place with it. No. What are you doing? Dude, seriously, back off. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of rough and tumble. I'm of the streets. I'm from the streets. I okay. don't know what's going on. Okay. No, I fucking get it, man. I get it. You can't I'm do it, I'm with you here. No. Oh, God. All right, Ruined so here, here's the, kind of, here's the guy that I am. No, you don't need I to be am. a guy. The idea was you'd be the regular guy still. So I's a guy. And no. What happens? What happens with me is, is uh, I'm like a I'm like a roulette, and I'm constantly just switching. You... Like I'm like I'm like a robot stuck in a million different personalities. I'm every every single second, it's a new Stop. accent. Stop. You. you it's like a spicy meatball, huh? Oh my God, you ruined this. It's so quickly. What happened? Oh, I'll just be me. Gareth. Come back to me. Or no, I'm, go back away from me. No, I'm Does that here. make sense? It doesn't. Never, pretty much everything you've done has been wrong so far. Come on, bring back Chicken Willie. His name's not Chicken Willie. It was Rocky Gary. Why not? What? I'm uh, pretty look. sure it was Chicken Willie, and he made chickens in Philadelphia. You're listening to The Dollop. Called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> room now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep till hippo. No sleep till hippo. Action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. in the court. The dollop is brought to you in part by Squarespace. What is Squarespace, you ask? Well, it is domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics, all in one. The whole ball of wax. They slam it all together. They make it happen. From websites to, from websites to online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Gareth and I embed in business with Squarespace since the beginning of time, uh, literally. We started ages ago, like 10 years ago. I used to run a podcast festival. Squarespace came on board and sponsored that. And uh, it, amazing company, great people. I've enjoyed working with them for years. I have my website with Squarespace. Gareth has his website with Squarespace. And then we got the dollop uh, sources with Squarespace. And then we got the dollopodcast.com with Squarespace. You can get all your ticket information there for our upcoming tours, of which we have not announced any but one online show right now. 
Squarespace does everything. They do domains. You want to buy a domain from Squarespace. It's super simple. Uh, there's no hidden fees. There's no price hikes. They sell over 200 top-level domains, so you can find the perfect name for your website. Call it Frank. Choose a URL that ends in .com, .net, .org, or even get more specific with one like .art, which is obviously what the dollop should be, but we didn't think about it at the time. They got analytics, they got traffic overview, they got visitor insights, they got activity log, they got sales analytics, they got purchase funnel. I don't know what that is. And they have it. They got abandoned cart analytics. They got, that's everything you wanted right there if you're an analytics person. And of course, nothing to patch, nothing upgrade ever. Very functional, very crisp, very clean looking templates. You can try out a bunch of different ones to see which one works for you, best for you. And, of course, they have 24-7 award-winning support. It's the best. Squarespace is the best. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We are also brought to you in part by MindBloom. Obviously, a lot of people struggle with mental health issues. It can be a big, overwhelming part of your life, and some people think they have tried everything, but maybe they haven't. Because MindBloom is the solution for the next chapter in mental health and well-being. MindBloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy. They offer a combination of science-backed medicine and clinician and guide support for people who are looking to improve their mental health and well-being, which is a lot of people. MindBloom connects patients to a licensed psychiatric clinician to help them achieve better outcomes with lower costs, greater convenience, and a very well-crafted experience. To start, you take MindBloom's online assessment and then you schedule a video consult with a licensed clinician uh, to figure out if MindBloom is right for you. And then if you're approved, you'll discuss your health history and your goals for mental health treatment with your clinician to tailor your whole MindBloom regimen. And then MindBloom will send you a kit in the mail complete with medicine and treatment materials and tips for getting the most out of the whole experience. After only two sessions, 87% of MindBloom clients reported improvements in depression, and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. So it's time to enter the next chapter in mental health and well-being and let MindBloom guide you. My wife is a therapist. She's been practicing for years, and her patients have had incredible success with MindBloom. Right now, MindBloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash dollop and use promo code dollop at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash dollop, promo code dollop, for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash dollop, promo code dollop. Uh, um, do your little announcies. All right, everybody. We're selling underwear. That's right. The dollop in conjunction with Undie Pals is finally making dollop-themed underpants. We've got the... Oh, God. I'm sorry. Wait. That's, that's a side thing I'm doing. Uh, we're not making underwear. What we are doing is we're doing a live virtual dollop uh, on January 12th with Moment. And you can get tickets for that. Did I say it's a reverse dollop? That's right. I'm in charge. Dave sits there and he shuts up. Uh, and you can go to Moment. 
dot com slash the dollop and you can buy your tickets to it and it's going to be great there's meet and greets if you want to spend one minute in heaven with us virtually more like meet and greats (laughs) (laughs) absolute disaster uh dave we should also point out uh we have extra content get the video of the podcast you get uh other stuff we offer on the patreon um, you can go to our Patreon. It's the Dollop Patreon. And, uh, you know, we have the Chollop, which is where we talk about a topic. Last week, uh, I forget what we Oh, we talked about the trains last week. Not the railway yep. strike. We just talked about our favorite trains. Mine's Thomas. Um, Dave's, Dave's more of a Quincy, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Not sure if mm-hmm. that is one. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, also kind we have of. a new podcast called The uh, Pastimes, uh, which is available on the Dollop feed. You can listen to it. It's pretty great. It's We go through a newspaper, an old newspaper. You hear a lot of great characters like Chicken Willie on there, a lot of different other great Going to need you to characters. sit on the sidelines for the rest of this part, and then we'll get into your part really soon. But until then, your part's not happening, so be quiet. Do you understand? That's great. So... Um, so you you can uh, go listen to that. So far, our guests have been Karen Kilgareth, Will Anderson, uh, James Adomian, and we had Arden Marine is on the new one. Um, so it's a great, good time. Go listen to that. I have stand-up dates. I, uh, in 2023, 127 through 128, that's January 27th through January 28th, I'll be at the Detroit House of Comedy, three shows, one Friday, two Saturday. Then on January 30th, I'll be at the Hartford Funny Bone at 7. And uh, on January 31st, I'll be at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York at 8 p.m. And there's a chance I'll be in um, what's uh, Providence, Rhode Island on the 29th. There's a chance. I think I am. So, you know, stay tuned for that. But that's probably happening. And then more to come. And Mordecai, which is a bird I have that I'm training. Uh, what else? Oh, I had the best vegan cheese. <laughs> All right. Ready, Dave. Yell out a date. Um, our highest Patreon level. We will kill someone for you. 1878. Year of our Lord. Jesus Cristo. He also known as the magic man in Peru. Our cloud daddy. Cloud daddy. Cloud papa. Sky. Skyman. Sky. Sky Gramps. Late May. This happened in late May. I couldn't find the exact date. The Park Street Church in Boston, Massachusetts. Four or 500 people, men, gathered to found the. Good feeling. Yeah. Gathered to found the New England Society for the Suppression of Vice. They're. Okay, are they of? They're they've got to be a vice suppressing squad. Oh yeah! Wow. So this is <laughs> coming in hot. Are you coveting? Hey, hey! Were you coveting? I think he was coveting. Beat him until he don't covet no more. So get rid of your covets. Get rid of your covets. There's be no more coveting. I just wish I could beat a man up. You're still coveting. You're still coveting. Okay, so that was Chicken Willie, and then Joey Sandwiches came in, and then Marty Triscuits. So there were three guys. Yeah, yeah. Willie Wheatons. 
We have an assistant keeping track of all of our um, characters yeah. now. No, there's uh, Because we have to here. list them now. Uh, yeah. Because iTunes rule, we got to list them in the credits. Yeah. yeah. Well, we became a unionized podcast, and now we have yeah. to list all the characters. And there's 680. And, um, and we are in the Teamsters. Yeah. But okay. officially, we're under the Long Beach Police Department Union. <laughs> so far, so much. Uh, well, I don't know what's going on. This is everything we're saying is totally crazy. Uh, so the society would, uh, in a couple years, they would change their name to the New England Watch and Ward Society. So that's what I'll be going with a lot. Um, okay, it's just easier. Uh, the The church was very well known. It's a very well known church. It was where William Lloyd Garrison launched his anti-slavery campaign in uh, 1829. It was where the Prison Reform Society began and where the American Temperance Society was established. Wow. So pretty, pretty rigid church. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 don't, I probably don't have to say this, but Protestants. Hmm. Nice. You can believe it. Yeah. The ones that like... Even like religious people, are like boy, these people are out of their minds. Wow, you guys relax, chill. What? A, how about this? How about a not work day? Yeah. Uh, so women were not allowed uh, in on this day in the church because the men were discussing obscenity. So that'll break a lady's brain or whatever. Like it makes them. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, so um, that's how Nick Fuentes feels. <laughs> yes, he's he's. Uh, but uh, twenty five women uh, stood at the entrance, uh, trying to talk their way in. One loudly we love questioned, swearing, swearing in front lo- of us. I love boobs. One loudly questioned, "Quote: If this is a meeting for the suppression of vice, why can't we go in? I suppress vice all the time. Yeah, I'm and a carrot for God's sakes. Now wait." So they're going in there to suppress vice, and women can't come in because of swearing. So no. another w- oh no, because of what they're going to dis- not just swearing. Oh. Sure, swearing it's part uh-huh. of what a lady should not uh, ever. I don't think I've ever heard a woman swore, but no. Um, no, they don't want they they're, they're going to be discussing some some pretty touchy subjects in the okay meeting. that women couldn't handle. Okay, yeah, they women like they would just. It's just um, interest. It's just there is some sort of hypocrisy in the idea of like, look, we're doing something that you couldn't understand. It sounds like a vice. It's not a vice. It's not a vice. <laughs> it's totally it. different than a vice. They just don't think the women's delicate ears are well. ready to handle the what's the dicks and all the stuff that's going to be talked about. Right. Okay. As far as uh, the vice, we're talking about uh, literature and pictures. That's mostly what's being discussed. Okay. Now, as far as the pictures, uh, Boston Police Department didn't usually make arrests for naughty pictures. Okay. They they believed they were there to keep the peace, and uh, even though pictures are illegal, uh, a nude pic wasn't something they're going to you know go after. They're not going to set up stings or whatever ah. for a nude pic. Right. Okay. What are you doing, Jimmy? Those are titties. What do you want me to do? You want me to take this guy down? It's a pair, it's a pair of titties. Hey, look, uh, hold on. Let's search his pockets. Uh, he's got a bunch of titty shots in here. This oh, guy Jesus. loves tits. What the fuck did you do, Frankie? I just like to see. I like to, I'm like. Cu- i always curious what's under their bras. Yeah, well, that's the problem, Frankie. You're a little too curious. Boy, there's some great sets of boobs, huh? What are you doing? You're digging a hole here, kid. I want to crawl in it. What? 
I'm going to crawl in it and beat off. Frankie, stop talking, man. What are you doing? I would like to crawl, build a jerk hole. Frankie. What? Please. God damn it. Listen to You're me. You're putting yourself away for 20 years right now. I'll spend 20 years down there as long as I can have my 18 pictures. All I want to do is go in the little hole and then play with my little hole. Sort of. Frankie. What? I've been saying this to you forever. Get a, get a fucking date. Get a Just shovel? find a lady. I No, no. There's no woman that'll understand. I don't want a woman. I need to be unfettered. But what I would love to do is have a jackhole in the middle of Copley Square. Just a place where I can crawl into when I feel like having a beat and go to town. Is that so wrong? Yeah, that's very wrong. I just, I just want to take my 18 pictures down in a 20-foot hole. And just when I'm down there, you know, play whack-a-mole, play whack-a-mole with myself. Okay. Play, pretend it's taffy. You ain't got it like I'm it's taffy. Like it's a taffy I'm going to tell you right now, Frankie, I'm going to tell you to stop talking. Okay? Play, How am I going like, to explain this to your dad? Make it look like silly putty. Actually, if I fall asleep on one of the pictures, maybe it'll imprint on me like it did with the funny pages. I can't believe you're my cousin. You offered for me to dig a hole. No. No, kid. You said dig a hole. I'm saying yes. I would love to have a hole in Copley Square where I can go. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Use my pictures. Use my pictures. Hey, I could even hang them up around the hole like they're quarterback posters. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I get it. You want to come over sometime? No. That'd be weird. I'll see you on Sunday at the family dinner. I'll be in the hall. Uh, I can't remember where we were. Nobody can. We're in the hall. Anybody listening can't remember. So um, with obscenity stuff, the cops... Um, they wouldn't do anything unless a citizen made a formal complaint about something. Okay. And like since if there was dirty... a guy in a hole jacking. Yes, that would be exactly. Uh, and since dirty picks were, for the most part, um, pretty much enjoyed secretly, people mm-hmm. actually didn't go into a hole in Copley Square and do it. They're mostly secretly. Not really. So it's not really a thing that people would make formal complaints because they wouldn't Strange. know. Um, and so it, pretty hard to arrest someone. Also, for owning a book. That was another Suspicion thing, right? of whacking. Right. So at the meeting uh, to found uh, the Society of the Suppression of Vice, uh, Anthony Comstock was there, who we had in episode Uh-oh. 70. Well, now his um, is strange. He had founded the New York Society for the Suppression of Vice in 1873. So this New England one is like a franchise. It's the first spinoff. It's the first extension kind of deal. Right. You, you talking about a cum stock? No, uh, no. You give me a couple jaws, I could get, a, I could absolutely get like a, you know, Frankie, a stock going. Frankie. Yeah. This is why you can't get a job, kid. I don't need a job. I have the whole. You do need a me. job. What we do need is a permit. This New England uh, one is the first franchise, and in in, in 1973, Comstock uh, had passed, uh, had gotten laws through Congress, called the. Quote, suppression of trade in and circulation of obscene literature and articles of immoral use. Mm-hmm. And then Comstock took that law and went way further than it was designed uh, to do. 
Uh, he would bring charges against anyone sending literature on birth control or sexual education. His first year, he would proudly say that he seized 130,000 pounds of obscene books oh and 194,000 pounds of naughty pictures. Weighing them. That's how you like sold pictures. That's how you sold naughty pictures. Hey, can back. I get an eighth of tits? <laughs> Who's got a grandma bush? Huh? Come on, hook me up. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking to get an ounce of butt. Can I take a look at uh, your butthole pics today? Uh, I'm looking for like a nice pound of something fresh. Hey, the first you looks free, fresh? but after that, huh? You're gonna have to buy. Okay. All right, so I'll get a. You know, get I. You know, I, I don't like to look at that butthole. I'll get a quarter pound of uh, inner thigh. All right. And uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, and I'll take a half pound of uh, just bosom. All right, here you go. Try that. See, just you general. like that slice? Yeah, that's a nice slice. There you go. Perfect. All right. All right. There you go, kid. There you go. What's that's, that, like five cents? Yeah, yeah, it's like 1860, so yeah. A nickel, if we have those. All right, let me go to the bank. I got to take out a loan. Careful. Uh, so Comstock was basically a special agent also of the post office, uh, and he pushed anti-vice laws that included his name. So he's pretty into himself and sure. he's pretty into this anti whacking crusade. Yeah. He's a piece of shit basically. Yeah. So really the uh, elite Bostonians had been watching their city change for a little while, um, losing power, uh, just watching everything. There's like more and more Catholics coming in, which is very upsetting to them. Um, I mean, if anybody it, it's should basically be masturbating. It's the Catholics. It's basically the most Catholic city in America. Um, young men are starting to live alone. Like a guy's got a bachelor pad. Even some young women are living alone, which to them is breaking their brains. Mm-hmm. There's burlesque shows. There's penny arcades. There's tattoo parlors. There's pool rooms and betting and lotteries. And the that. families just can't. The old Protestant families just can't handle this. Get They're rid like, of this that elevator not. to heaven. You're not going to need that anymore. So Comstock has been doing his... He's been doing a little bit of ice work in Boston for a while. Um, a group of ministers would pay him to travel from New York to arrest people for uh, selling naughty I literature. I love the undercover porn biz. It's... Hey, oh, hey, hey, fellas. Where are we going to uh, look at dirty pictures and whack it tonight? What do we say you go to my place? I got an apartment right up the street where we could all go there and jack it. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, that sounds hey. good. I mean, it's hey. weird. I just met you, but yeah, okay. Hey, look, I got a bunch of dirty pictures. Look at oh, this, yeah? huh? Oh, yeah. Holy moly. Look, she's pushing her tits together. Look at how hard those nipples are. What wow. do you say we go to my place and we all just spank it? Me and some of the boys were looking for a guy like you to come around. You're under arrest, you pieces of shit. What the hell? I was just Suspicion hanging out. Suspicion of masturbating. <laughs> what? That's Suspicion of a- masturbating. Is that a thing? Yeah, absolutely it is. You had intent to finish. Uh-huh. Yes. You're not going to do that in my town. Uh, you idiots. What? Lock them up. So, um, he, uh, a Comstock, like I said, he's been doing his work here, coming up, doing his thing. He had recently gone to the New England Free Love Society Convention in Boston. And he uh, went in there and arrested anarchist Ezra Haywood, 
because Haywood and his wife published a magazine uh, on love and feminism and sexuality, the Ugh. three nightmares. Yeah, disgusting. Uh, trial was pretty quick. The judge did not allow the pamphlets to be read in court or discussed. Oh, uh, any discussion on free so speech. Great. That'd be so uh, great. I'll allow it. Okay, I'm going to start with page one. Gregory took his hardened member outside of his denim pants while Grace laid on the bed, spread, ready for entrance. Gregory wasn't sure what he should do, but he didn't have anything to wrap around his member, so he slowly dipped in. But he left part of the shaft in order... All right, all right, all right. May I approach the bench? (laughs) On my bottom. May I scoot to the bench? Standing's not an option. I'm going to scoot like a dog that has a worm. Uh, so, like I said, the trial was quick. Uh, nothing could be, it, there was nothing discussed at the trial. Sure. Um, couldn't bring up anything, really. Uh, he's convicted and sentenced to two years hard labor. Hard labor. Mm. The Supreme Court agreed uh, when he appealed and said, yes, you should go to jail for this. But then he was pardoned by President Hayes after six months because people were, you know, really like, no, this shouldn't be a thing. So all the while, his wife, Angela, just kept cranking out the magazine and Comstock never arrested her. But he did call her the foulest of the foul mouthed women. Interesting. So in a way, the double standard kind of works to her advantage in a way. Well, I think... We have we have a we have covered him and I he he had a whole thing with a uh, God I don't know Wood uh, I can't remember her name I'm too tired um, Veronica people are getting mad at me because she helped found uh, Planned Parenthood um, uh, but uh, he had a whole he had a whole thing with her and uh, I wonder if that's a little bit a part of it because he doesn't want to be seen you know just attacking women or right. Whatever, like he might have gotten a little blowback on that, but um, yeah, for some reason he didn't want to prosecute her. So um, she uh, she was just openly discussing sexuality and women's rights, which just infuriated him. Um, so at this meeting, Comstock ha- he he gives a big speech and he says he 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 has arrested sixteen people in Boston and thirteen of those were convicted, but the material was still being published. Uh, because there aren't laws to stop it, and that's what he hopes this new society in New England will do. Come up with laws, anti-vice laws. Stop this right. just crap from being published. Stop the production of it. Was, did come? Do you know if come back then meant come? I don't think so. Like today? It didn't. That's a bummer. Well, I'm hoping it didn't, just because of whatever you're thinking. Well, I'm just thinking it would be so great if his name was Comstock. And it was well, like, if it was come, but it's calm. Comstock. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, so not all ministers are for this. One guy actually stood up and pointed, gave very pointed questions about uh, his entrapment of an abortion provider named Antro Loman. And Comstock very proudly said, yes, he had basically entrapped her, uh, which is a weird thing to say because she had just slit her throat uh, ah. due, to, uh, due to his campaign against her. And after that, when she slit her throat, Comstock said, quote, a bloody end to a bloody life. Ah, wow. God, I was going to have some fun. Not anymore. Yeah, you're not now. Nope. That's the kind of guy he is. Um, But most people there at the meeting aren't like this minister who stood up and questioned him. Most are fine with him. 
Um, right. They wanted. They want to end vice. They right. want to end vice, and this is the guy to get in bed with if you're going to end vice. Right, with your clothes on. That's right, and they certainly don't care about this w- woman who killed herself because they're like, well, she's a bad, she's a bad one. Right, she was a sinner. After uh, his talk, he did a little question and answer. The Bostonians thanked Comstock and quickly formed the New England Society for the Suppression of Vice. Okay. Soon to be the Watch and Ward Society. It would combat the growing problem of indecency in books, pictures, and theater, especially when it came to their influence on the children. Oh, man. It's Impressionable, sweet babies. I... (laughs) <laughs> it's just <sighs> it just it never ends it never ends it'll never, never end it's they're, just uh, they're not they don't stop they're getting worse in America I mean some places they're better but I we don't have them under control fighting the same shit yeah yeah the same shit yeah <sighs> um uh, so, anyone could join for $5. But that's a pretty hefty price for back then, so that doesn't mean sure. anyone could join. Just rich people can join. Right. Um, but they still, uh, they're still not Comstock. Comstock was very much a my way or the highway kind of guy. He expected the New England group to follow his lead and, and actually send him money to support what he was doing in New York. So he thinks this is a franchise. I need to make a little bit of scratch off this. Sure. This is, um, this is the way. This is how yeah. it goes. Yeah. Uh, the guys in Boston did not like that. Hmm. They were a bit more nuanced uh, than Comstock. Their officers were ministers and university presidents and former state reps and, and the like. So they're... He's more just one guy controlling everything, and they're a little more, you know, like, well, let's do this, but not that. Um, okay. They can't. They come from the finest families in Boston, and after four years, they're completely done with Comstock, and they wow. cut ties with them. They're like, okay. I can't. Whatever you're doing, I can't. Yeah, that's good news for me in this hall. Yeah, I was getting worried sh- for a while that people was going to try to shut me down because I put a top over it so that people couldn't uh, look down so easily. Yeah, we don't even know you're there, Frankie. Exactly, yeah. That's what's great is I just got this. Every day I go out, I got a bucket of chicken, and then I come back down here, and I do what I came to do. What's that? Whack it. What are you, how are you making money? How are you getting money for the chicken? I steal the chicken. They throw out, they throw, some places they throw the chicken out if it's cooked improperly. So I wait for either the overcooked or the undercooked. And then I put it in a slop bucket, and then I race down through the uh, through the garden, and then come over here, and then jump in the hall, put the top over. You could mostly eat raw. I actually like my chicken a little undercooked. I like it a little pink. Oh, speaking of that, I don't want to talk to you anymore, Frankie. I don't. I, I'm not ready to host. Close the hole. Okay. Take take care. Close your hole. Let me know if there's stuff to eat. Uh, they had, uh, so the, the society has some early wins on literature. They, they thought was harmful to kids, literature. particularly, particularly dime store novels, which 
had uh, really salacious covers and stories of gunfights and Western outlaws and, you know, you know, the guys robbing trains and the guys holding up banks and in this all, the, show, all the classics. Dime stores have never had a positive. Have, there's no. never dime stores have never been framed positively on this. show. Never. never. Everything like nefarious takes place in a dime store. That's right. There's just like the dime, dime store, store show. Dime show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just like all shady shit. Yeah. Uh, the worst uh, magazine or newspaper was the National Police Gazette, which had illustrated stories all about violence and scandal. And so it had that's like, fine. It had like pictures of topless prize fighters and chorus girls in tights, and often on the paper's cover. That's not okay. fine. They don't like that. Oh, they don't. Okay. Uh, the uh, National Police Gazette was in newsstands and right it right there in front of kids. Kids could see the cover, see a, pri- a prize fighter without his top on or, you know, a lady, if you can imagine. So you couldn't see guys with their shirts off? None of that business. Not a kid. No, no what? sir. What about, what, no, so sir. this is where you're still wearing the onesie to go swimming? Where you're well, like, what are you? What are you gonna? You're gonna see a guys' nipples? How are you gonna handle that if you're like? I mean, as I, it got very normalized when I was a child. Well, yeah, but look how crazy you are, and like you don't even make sense. I love, I love man tits. I love women tits. See, as long as it's got a nipple and skin behind it, let's rock. You made my point. Thank you. So. The society pushed the newsstands to stop selling. They're like, hey, guys, come on. What are you doing? This is uh, this is crazy. Come on. These good guys without their shirts off? There's kids here. They did. They went to the railroads. And they a, they were like, hey, you got to pull these publications from rail stations. And the railroads were like, yes, absolutely. Can we get sick days? And they were like, no, that's crazy. <laughs> no. No. They got a new law passed making it illegal for minors to be allowed in a courtroom unless called by a witness because they thought the kids were idolizing the criminals and courtrooms had become basically a school of vice. God, it's just like... They never stop finding dumb shit and getting upset about it. They never stop. They never... They And they always put stuff on it. They're like... Like the drag queen thing, where they're like, yeah. "Drag queens are reading to children." Okay, uh, what? Yep. Like, and that's this is the same thing. Like, they're going in and watching trials. Okay, well, they're learning about also, the trial system. They're not like in there going, "How am I going to learn how to rob a bank?" Like, where do you make that jump? <laughs> it's also the like, the, what you start with in this story is that like, okay, you're doing something, you're doing something in private for like. Your own, your own sort of existence. Yeah. What's the problem? Like, what's the what? What is the, what is the issue? Yeah. yeah. Like they did this with weed too. They were just like, oh, yeah, they did this with it, weed. And then it was just like, what the fuck? What What do you think I'm doing? I'm smoking weed, staying home. Yeah. Uh, the society. Oh, I, I said that they. Uh, there's no law. Um, uh, there's no law against the publications, right? So they go to the newsstands and they're like, please stop selling this stuff. The newsstands are like, what, what about go fuck yourself? What about I make money and you, you get away from me? What about that? Yeah. He probably, the guy was probably like, you guys, he probably pulled this joke back then where he's like, you guys might want to read this paper. And then he just pulled his middle finger out from behind a publication. He was like, yeah, go to page uh, five. <laughs> there you go. 
Why don't you guys read that? The society also had no success trying to stop what it called uh, commercialized vice. Okay. Quote, we are not merely fighting evil and sin. We are especially antagonizing organized evil. Now, you wonder what that, you wonder what I'm talking about, I'm sure. I mean, I like organized evil. Well, we're talking about uh, ads in store windows, quote, pandering to man's lowest tastes. So it was probably like a sexy dress or whatever. Are they even sexy dresses back then? Like, you know, it's it's just stuff showing a kneecap. Yeah, it's literally nothing. It's like, literally whatever it is, it like, guaranteed oh it's nothing. Oh my god. Yeah, they're just like cartoon characters like <laughs> Also theatrical posters with actresses and dancers in indecent attire according to them. So, it's just don't ever fuck. Is that the plan is don't, just like look, don't ever get aroused cuz you fornicate. Yeah, I think I think they're generally It's just so, more procreation. I think they're generally so fucked up sexually by yeah. the way they've been raised yeah. that seeing anybody out enjoying themselves yes. and doing anything that's like, hey, this is titillating, yeah. uh, they lose their minds. They, yeah. do, they don't want to see it. They're they incels. do not yes. want to see it. That, I they're, mean, not, they're not incels, though. They're, they're Puritans. They're, it's a totally different animal. Well, but it's like when I when there's this Nick Fuentes, not to like bring that asshole up again, but where this clip where he's just like he's against people he's against people being gay and then he's like against uh, men and women being together because he calls that gay and then oh, he, yeah, and then you realize and then you realize he's just unloved and unlovable right and so he frames everything in this like amazing way of like you should never kiss nobody should ever yeah. kiss anybody that's gay and you're like wow yeah this just guy. just say you never had the courage to ask out a lady just that's say, all you gotta yeah, say just, just, just say it just say it's it. fine it's okay just say you're too scared to ask out a lady it's not yeah. a big deal it's okay you don't have to destroy the world <laughs> you don't have to take us all down so the there's famous actresses uh on these you know theater yeah, posters and very it's little disgusting. clothing um, also, the society was extremely upset by pictures that were given out when you bought a pack of cigarettes. So actresses would have a little postcard of uh, that they would make a deal with the cigarette company, and the cigarette company would go, "Oh, by the way, there's a, we got a picture of Virginia, you know, Fairbanks to go with your pack of smokes." And so a guy would buy that brand because he knows he's going to get a little. I'll little, go down uh, to my hole and smoke if you don't mind. <laughs> Uh, and people would people would pass these around. Like you go to a bar, you'd be like, "Hey, I right. got a Fairbanks or whatever." You pass it around, oh. and then these would eventually end up in the hands of kids because that's how these things work. Yeah, like right. at the end of the God day, forbid. a kid would find it on the ground and be like, "Holy smokes!" Yeah, and they the society couldn't handle that. Right. And while I mean, the society, I, I don't think they're going far enough. I don't think women should be in anything. Women anything should, at all. Women, look. Let's be honest. Let, women should not exist. Thank you, Jimmy. We need to get rid of women. I think he said it clearly, and this is our presidential candidate. Look, it starts with them being in movies. Then it goes to movie posters. Then it goes to salacious stories. Then it goes to pictures of them spreading their goodies. Then it goes to us all masturbating. Then it just goes to nonstop until you have a room full of children, circle jerking, playing ookie kooky. We need yeah, to get rid of the right. women. And I still don't know how to make a cum, so make them illegal. That's right. 
And uh, while the society does not openly talk shit about immigrants, uh, these actions are, are always associated with immigrant groups. <laughs> they talked, uh, uh, you know, it's like it's like the Catholics, like the, oh, the, here's the here's the, the Irish Catholics, the German Catholics, like that, right. that's who they're really mad at. So they talk, um, they go to the state attorney and talk to him about outlawing books, and then they really went after Walt Whitman. Wow. He had a new uh, he had a new book coming out. And I don't know how they got wind of what was in there, but he had a uh, a poem called "To a Common Prostitute." Oh boy! Uh oh! Porno. And it was in the book "Leaves of Grass," and uh, they wanted to censor it. Yeah, that's Pornhub. And so they went to his publisher, and the publisher was like, "I'll talk to Walt." <laughs> And they were like, you should probably change this. And Whitman was going back and forth. And he's like, well, okay, maybe I can change this line or this line. And he's kind of working with them. But they were being such unrelenting dicks that he, he, just, he was like going crazy. In 1882, Society President Homer Sprague wrote, quote, Next come the dirt eaters, each rolling before him his darling morsel of literary filth, disgusted with artificialities and linen decencies and finding nutriment in leaves of grass, but not in fig leaves, so much in love with nature that, like the poor human earthworms, they wish to do in public what others do in private and abolish all laws against indecent exposure. Oh, my God. It reminds me, have, have I put up the Phyllis Schlafly episode yet? I have not. But there is a Phyllis Schlafly moment where she says uh, she's angry about, because AIDS has, has, uh, 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 has happened and people are dying and people are saying we need to use condoms. And she says... I am so angry that we have to now talk. I have to talk about condoms in public. So that's what she's actually mad at. She's not mad at people dying. They're not mad at those things. They're mad that it makes them have to acknowledge it and discuss it. It's also an admission of not eradicating. Like, your plan isn't working. So when you're talking about safety measures... That's an admission of you haven't solved the thing you came to solve. People are still fucking. People are still sucking. So, sorry. We're going to go with, like, you know, like you're saying nobody should be allowed to drive a car. And people are going, well, people are driving cars, and they're still crashing, so we need seatbelts. And it's like, I can't believe that we even need to have the seatbelt conversation. People (laughs) should not be in cars. That's right. So... Walt Whitman finally is just done, and he changes uh, his publisher to one in Philly, and uh, the book comes out and sells out in one day. (laughs) Is that partially, is this like publicly known that this is going on? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's just great PR. The publisher was actually trying to get the society in Boston to do more attacks on the book, but he couldn't get them to. He's writing, he's straight up writing porn now. Come and get (laughs) him. Right after the book sold out, he said, quote, the Boston Fools have already made me more than $2,000. Yeah, that is they just that part they still haven't cracked. 
Now, after this, the phrase banned in Boston became a way to sell your book Wow! in America. So it's like the parental advisory sticker. Yeah, totally, 100%. Existing Massachusetts obscenity uh, law banned printed material that, quote, contained language obscene, indecent, or impure. But again, as with, as with all obscenity laws, who is making that decision? Yeah, right, exactly. A panel of douches. So that's why cops aren't arresting people for it, because like, well, how do I know? Also, I'm, this, titill- this titillates me, is what the cops yeah, right. say. Hey, uh, John, does this make you dick hard? And if it does, you're going to jail. You know what? Can I take it home and do some research on it for like six months? Oh, I got a hole right here that I'm renting nope. for. No, Frankie, uh, I'm not coming to your hole. I'm not coming to your hole. You I'm not coming to your hole. Just seems like Frank. Uh, I got a wife and kids. I'm gonna I take got, this to my wife. We're gonna read it together. We're gonna make love. Bring it all like over. A normal, like normal bring people. It to the, bring it down to the Jack Shack. Nobody in the family wants to come to your house or hole. It's not or a house. It yeah, it's a hole. But it's I'm caught. It's the Jack Shack. I got a little sign out front. Frankie? Yeah. Frankie your mom Shack wants Shack. you to come home. Well, mom, Your mom wants you to come home. Okay? She can... From my cold, dead hand. Okay, Frankie. I'm she got s- chicken? Yeah. Just go. Go. Hi. Uh, so it's a new way to sell books. It's, it's, it's the way. It's the right. way to market a book, Banned right. in Boston. Um, so, so they, they have this, they have this, this law that's, they, they want to expand it. The society's like, we really got to blow this thing out. We got to mm-hmm. make it bigger. Yeah. Um, so they start, they start working the legislature in Massachusetts, not the, not the federal. Um, and in 1880, the society were able to get the phrase or manifestly trending to the corruption of the morals of youth added to what was already already part of the statement, right? So contained language obscene, indecent, or impure, or, and then, you know, tending to the corruption of morals. So it's, it's so now, now it's, it's specifically directed at if you kids. fuck with kids. Yeah, right. So they're very excited about this. Um, but then it comes out, the law is published, and it reads, contained language obscene, indecent, or impure, manifestly tending to the corruption of the morals and youth. So the legislators had taken out or. Oh, okay. So the whole thing they were fighting for is now gone. I mean, it just, they played them. The legislature completely played them. And it completely changed the meaning. It's totally toothless. And so now they're like, okay, the legislature's not on our side. Uh, we're on our own here. Okay. Uh, it's our battle against vice. Now, there were three photographers, Thomas Burnham, I think it's Edwin Gertz, and uh, Elmer Chickering. Sure. Um, and they're not, on the, they're not all on the same level. Um, Gertz and Burnham work at a much lower level than Chickering. Chickering, but they're, they're three photographers in Boston. Chickering is top top rung. He photographs the baseball players, he photographs all the society people. He's very talented, he's very successful. 
Um, he a lot of actresses. So he's moving with an entirely different sort of group of people. Sure. Very well off. He's very well known. Um, he had by 1887 f- photographed a lot of famous actresses, society women, um, politicians, just standard photos, you know, your head or whatever, you holding a bat on the field. Mm-hmm. A chicken, also an oil painter. Um, he's really good with composition when it comes to his photos. He's an artist. In the in late 1896, that's not right, that date. Uh, in late 1886, a small group of uh, young women who lived on Commonwealth Avenue, so that's the richest oh. avenue. So these are the daughters of the most distinguished families in Boston. Mm-hmm. They enjoy fine art. Mm-hmm. They decide they want to have themselves photographed. I don't, uh, Dave, wanted, I don't like where this is headed. And they wanted to emulate the, the great works of art oh God. in which women are often nude or bare. Or, oh, you know, barely well, why don't we just get rid of all the kids then, ladies? Hmm? Hope you're having fun. We're just going to burn all the children in a fire now. Hope that's fine with you. I think that it probably is. Now, this is right up uh, Chickering's Alley. That's a place. Uh, we can, yeah, we can assume as an artist, he, he just jumped right into this and sure. saw it the same as the women, which was art. Sure. They felt like they were making art. Sure. So he takes full length photos of the girls alone um, to look like paintings like Venus rising from the sea or sculptures like the Greek slave. Like they're literally recreating these things right. in these photos. And then they also did group shots of a bunch of the girls. Uh, for paintings like Diana and her nymphs bathing. So classic photos, and they're all doing it. He had access to a lot of sets, obviously. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> well, I mean, he's like doing aquatic shots. Uh, well, he would go, they would go out into nature and do that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, it all seemed to be great. Going great. Um, and uh, And so much so that it sort of led to a fad amongst mm. the young women of Boston in the fall and winter of 1886. And it's estimated that up to 50 young women of Boston's elite Back Bay neighborhood were posing nude in photos for chickering. Artistic oh photos. Yeah, you're defending this artistic part. I think part of him was like, this is great. The fad led to more women who were from not such well-off backgrounds to wanting to do the same. So sure. it starts with this small, small yeah. group of of it goes girls, viral. Women, it goes viral. It totally goes viral. It's a it's a hundred percent viral, and now everybody wants to do it, um, and they're doing it in all the neighborhoods. So this leads to Edwin Gertz, who has a studio in South Boston. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it too. Sure. Um, he's now doing photos with young women for with less money. They don't have as much money to do this stuff, so they're you know they probably don't look as nice, but whatever. It's the same sort of feel. Well, why I don't have the budget to take you to the ocean. I do have a bathtub that I could put salt water in, and you could kind of look like a mermaid. 
Does that sound good? And I can't, I don't have the, there's no way that I can actually physically attach a tail to you, but we could put a salmon on both of your legs. Yeah, actually, my dad owns a fish store, so I could get the salmon. That's great. We'll just cover your legs in fish, and then it'll look like you're a merlady. Okay, mermaid. you know, I, I usually... I don't like the term mermaid, because I've never found that they're cleaning up their scales. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I put fish on my legs for the eczema in the morning, so I can just leave hey, them on. That's called legzema. God, that's great. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Um... So, yeah, so these, these young ladies are doing this. Uh, these are girls who worked in, sh- in shops and, and factories and were servants. Sure. And they're now all flocking to Goethe's studio and posing and reenacting their favorite paintings, nymphs, goddesses, mermaids, as you just sure. said, etc. And then photographer Thomas... Burnham starts doing the same. I, I, I'm, I really like that there's... I'm hoping he's... Well, I don't have the bathtub. But, uh, <laughs> what I do have is a kiddie pool, and I got a goldfish in a bowl. So I think we could put that between your legs and hope for the best. Is that good? And then the next guy. So I got a bucket. I don't have a studio. We're under the stairs. So what I got is some fish guts and a cup of water. And this, uh, the thing I do with my hand right here, that's a, that's a picture flashing. That's a photo thing. What do you call the photo thing, the thing that makes the photo? I think it's the flash, yeah. The bulb? Yeah, so bam, bam, I just made two photos of you. Bam, yes. bam. It feels like the light is dark, but okay. You're, they say you're the worst All right, the let's business. get your pants off. You're a mermaid. Well, bam, no, bam. No, 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 I just wanted, no, no, I'm taking some, some pictures. I'm a mermaid. <laughs> what? I'm sir. Okay. Okay, I like. I think I going. know why you I'm were mer- so cheap. I'm a mer- I'm a merman. Uh, merman. You're a nymph. We're I, in a bucket. Certainly not comfortable sharing a bucket with you. That's for we're sure. in a bucket. No, we're not. No, we're not. 
Nope. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I could probably get some more money to go a step up. I think maybe I want a Gertz. Because you are clearly... That guy. Is way better. I don't know. No. Yeah. He doesn't use real water, that guy. <laughs> what does he use? What do you? What's your accusation? Milk. Okay. So, not really comfortable. Human milk. Oh, good lord. Goodbye. I got human milk in my hall. <laughs> I can hear you. Frankie. You need come on, kid. Kid. I, I come down here. I hope you like pink chicken. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so it's not just Boston now. Oh, good. Boston would become the most famous for it, but the nude photography is spreading across America. Author right. William Fails. Quote, the latest fad, or rather craze, is photographing in the nude. Women favored oh. with wealth, beauty, and seeming respectability repair to a trustworthy photographer or induce an amateur with instantaneous camera to picture their limbs, chest, back, torso, or entire form and then keep the telltale views of their folly for their own pleasure or give them to confidence of their sex or intimates of the other. Right. So there's just like texting nudes. Yeah, it's texting nudes. Yeah. It's uh, that uh, literally, and not even that. It's almost more, I mean, yeah. sure, for sure people are giving them to their, uh, but a lot of this is just like uh, young women being like, this is fucking, like, check this out. This is what I did. Yeah. And yeah. and the other one's like, oh, I want to do that. Or and, just seeing you know, yourself, what you look like nude. It's yeah, a, like, uh, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're young. They're fucking figuring out their sexuality it's and like, all that I shit. I take like, a lot of pictures of myself naked. And it's just like, you just want to be able to get eyes on the whole enchilada. <sighs> yeah. Oh, We're yeah. just going to move on. Just kind of power through this. By the way, there's a Patreon level where you get to see the nudes. called Red Star. <laughs> Just like uh, the elite young women, the women in South Boston don't see anything wrong with the pictures that are being taken. They once said, quote, to the pure, all things are pure, and it is only the depraved imagination of the police authorities that discovers anything wrong with their doings. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's just like it's just like all the guys yelling, "You're a groomer." You yeah, right. all want to molest someone. You right. all have weird sex things in your head because everybody else looks at them as kids. Or, You're the ones doing it, <laughs> or you've been manipulated by a groomer. Yeah, you've been or, you've been told your plight is pious and holy, yeah. and in reality, you've just got some fucking weirdo who's just like, "I, uh, ah, I got mannequin parts under my bed." Here's the thing about both these these the this South is, Boston you're not ladies. Not going to react anymore. I mean, I'm really the the factory workers and everybody else, and presenting. and the women, um, uh, from Back Bay and uh, Commonwealth Avenue. They all want these for private use. They're not for public distribution. Right. Oh, right. The Back Bay women obviously were doing uh, uh, the same thing and thought the photographs were actually uh, a display of a high level of culture they had attained for, quote, quote, a cultured mind clothes the nude human form with refined raiment, which banishes all thoughts of immodesty. Mm -hmm. 
so they're like we are we've like achieved a level of artistic and yeah. and living and you know they're living in this other sort of idea right. where these people are like nipple not yeah, ba- basically um and they're also smart enough to realize their parents and families would probably not agree. Right. So oh boy. they apparently, from what I could reading this stuff, it sounds like they did not tell Chickering their real names and had the pictures sent to their homes under their servants' names. Sometimes the pictures would be returned to Chickering marked addressee unknown, and then they would have to go down awkwardly to a studio and get the pictures themselves being like, oh, yeah, that's not my real name. I, uh, oh, used. that seems strange. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I would also be like, you know, I mean, I, different time, but I think you could just be like, yeah, uh, I'll just pick them up. Yeah, I don't think that was a thing. Well, that would be a thing with me. Um, even though... Uh, uh, I don't have the uh, stamp budget, so I just kind of frisbee them towards where you said you live. Why you don't do that with your neck when you don't stretch your neck? I'm on a hot streak. <laughs> There's no such thing. Photographers are not on hot streaks. I'm booming, baby. Okay, don't say any of this. I just got a. Se- I just got second goldfish money. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. So, so even though the South Boston women took the photos for their own enjoyment or for their friends, they picked the wrong photographer. Gertz was not uh, chickering. He made copies to sell. Mm-hmm. Worse, Thomas Burnham had taken 50 of the photos and made a book, which oh, he started Jesus selling. Christ. Again, underground selling. When I say selling, it's not like right. it's in a book. He's taking it to saloons and... Underground, where underground I actually have been Frankie's living for hole. about six yeah. months. Exactly. And even though the elite Back Bay ladies wanted them to be secret, the pictures did start to circulate outside their private circles. Now, this is inevitable because you have a group of girls and one girl is maybe not like Sally. She doesn't like Sally that much. And she gets a picture of Sally who's nude and she shows it to blah, blah, blah. You know, that's just how these things work. It's just human nature. At a time when the Watch and War Society is on the hunt for naughty things, this is a pretty bad situation. So Gertz and Burnham crank out postcard-sized photos in their studios, and uh, they're sold on the streets and in bar back rooms and all that stuff. Chickering had his photos leaked, and they were also now big business. He's the top photographer in Boston. His nudes... According to the New York Herald, quote, prized highly by the dudes and sold recently for prices ranging from 25 cents to five dollars a piece. Wow. The average worker made eight dollars for a 60 hour work week. So it's a dude blowing. So this is right. 67 percent of his salary right. on a and photo. Then you got some lube money. Yeah. Well, I wish I hadn't said that. You understand we'll, why. Uh, we'll cut that out in post. I'm the guy. Oh, would you cut that out in post? <laughs> <laughs> the pictures were described as, quote, of the worst character possible. Wow. Uh, in the spring of 1887, one of Chickering's models threatened to take 
uh, or this is what it was said. One of his Chickering's models threatened to take her photograph to the police unless he paid her $500. Hmm. And he balked and refused to uh, give in to the blackmail. And on June 6th, Chickering was arrested for making and having in his possession obscene pictures. Hmm. Gertz and Burnham were then also arrested. 25 photographs and 270 negatives were seized from the three photographer's studios. Hmm. It's national news. People were very amused that this was happening in Boston, where the term banned in Boston was big, and the Watch and the Ward Society was on a rampage. Yeah, so it's not a great look. So no. Like, good work. How's that going? Yeah, oh, how's your town? Here you got I a thought, calendar yeah, coming out. You guys got everything under control with the vice and all that. You got it locked down pretty good? We're working. Because I can see your daughter's nipples, just so you're aware. Society guy, head of the society guy. I know the size of your daughter's nipples. Go ahead. You have the floor. I bet I can guess the size of your daughter's nipples. It's not the same thing. Could be a fun game. Uh, Of the photos making their way from Chickering to the girls, the Arkansas Gazette wrote, quote, a letter accidentally fell into the hands of an unsuspicious parent who opened the letter but failed to recognize his daughter's graceful figure. Oh, God, Jesus Oh. The old gentleman said nothing, but laid it away from his desk, in his desk, for his own personal edification, oh. and his daughter ended up securing it. <laughs> oh. Awkward. Oh. I mean, that, that, so, that, that's probably, like, there's probably the updated version of that now, but it, I mean, maybe not. That's very strange. Well, it's all stepdad. It's all stepdad porn now, anyway. Um, it's I don't know what the fetish is I don't know that's what, I don't going know what on anymore, but it's like we can. We don't all have to have the same. It's like <laughs> enough. Who who's just like? Oh man, can't wait to see my cousin. <laughs> well, I don't know, but this story seems to me maybe uh, being sensationalized. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why the Arkansas right. Gazette would know that, but uh, you know, we got a lead on something that happened in the big city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a fella pleasured himself to his own. That's right. Where did you find this out? I was talking to a fella in the forest the other day. We figured it all out. We pieced it all together. That's right. Pleasured himself to his own daughter. Unbelievable. That's the sort of stuff that's happening there. That's why you got to hang out in places like this. Okay? Promise you you'll never leave. On? Huh? Can you put your pants on? I can, but I won't. Uh, now, since Chickering uh, would not, he, w- he didn't plead guilty. So there's a possibility of a trial. Okay. So he said he wasn't going to plead Boy, guilty. So there's a possibility those those of a trial. jurors are just like, uh, I'd be perfect. I I'd would be, like uh, to be uh, on your trial. She's talking to me right now, please, sir. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. be a fantastic mm-hmm. juror. I or would just. I, uh, 
uh, even as an alternate. Not right now. We're uh, they're talking to me right I now. I can also do it. I'm very good at seeing I photographs. I too would like to throw my hat in the ring. I think I'd be an unbelievable juror. All right, everyone, relax. We'd all. How big could the jury be? We were thinking just for one time, maybe the jury's 55. Is that crazy? Uh, we could just sit on some stools. We could each sit on each other's laps. Well, for part of the story, we probably wouldn't be able to sit on each other's laps. Not that it's about that. We're not here to sexualize it in any way. This is purely a civic way. duty. I've oh. been looking at photos for 35 years. Oh, Buford, Buford, you're a no-brainer, obviously. How about this? We pick straws to figure out who's on the jury and who's not on the jury. I think that's a fine idea. All right, great. So it's settled. Uh, and how about this? I don't even, we just, some of us who aren't on the jury, we just want to have a looksie poopsie at the evidence. That's all we're asking for. Just at the yeah, end yeah. of the day, let us go through yeah, each yeah. exhibit. You know, Here's what I was that. thinking. You have a jury, and then you have a bunch of guys who just look at the uh, evidence to make sure it's okay. Absolute, to make sure that it's tip top good evidence. That's all we're doing. Like, like 300 guys. Again, I am just I just love my city and I just love I'd love to give back. It's my civic duty. Okay? Yeah. I got an idea. Maybe at the end of the day you give me all the evidence and I go down to Copley. I got a topped hole and I go down there. We all go there, we reconvene. Maybe we hold the trial in there. If, I don't know what your lunch budget is if you get a per diem, but I got so much raw chicken that it's legally crazy. Bailiff, could you throw Frankie out? Oh, come on. I never Get even left the hall. <laughs> so the trial means that the, the photos that could be used as evidence. Yeah. And according to the Gazette, their families moved very quickly. Quote, they have succeeded in, ha in having them suppressed. And whatever the developments in the case may be, their names will probably never be known. You mean move quick like they physically moved cities? No, no. The judge ruled behind closed doors that they would not use the photos of the crime mm -hmm. and instead use a photo of a girl of lesser status. Wow. Now, is that... Does that that doesn't necessarily affect the trial? I mean, it it's fucking crazy that the judge is like, well, no, we'll just go with some of the more middle class women if that's okay. Like, but that in like in the in the legal realm is still like the, there's still evidence, but you're just like, yes, those who can't afford to get their girls' pictures taken out of the evidence, it's just one. Oh, it's just the one. Oh, they're only going to use one photo. Oh, oh, so of some poor of some, some poor woman. Wow, and she's like, not the one where I'm holding a cup of water covered in fish guts. Quote: As a compromise, nude, f a nude photograph of some unknown woman has been offered in evidence as a sample of others which have disappeared. So wow. another report says that they have disappeared. But what everything I could ascertain was the judge made the call. These are not ascertaining, going. Ascertaining, are you? Yeah, I did. I ascertained. All right, big shot. <laughs> the picture that would be used did not have a photographer's name on it, and the Boston Globe reported that there was even disagreement over whether it was an actual photograph of a live model or of an oil painting. Wow, <laughs> uh, it's amazing to 
not be able to discern between those two at this time. <laughs> so boned up, ready to go. They're like, it's fine. I don't care. Painting, picture, whatever. Give it to me. Give it to me. The Arkansas Gazette also reported that because this was about rich families, the Boston papers didn't cover the story, which was not completely true. Um, the Globe reported at the hearing that Chickering, quote, sat by his counsel's side with a pleasant smile on his face, and, at, and when asked if he proposed to offer evidence in defense, replied in the negative. Hmm. So he's saying at the hearing, I will offer absolutely no evidence. Of my defense, he said, due to the circumstances, his lawyer told him not to show his hand. Literally? I can't. Should I put it in my pocket? No, I'm talking about, it's like a, it's a phrase I don't want you to show. It's a poker I'll wear phrase. Gloves. I don't. Okay, let, let's just go with that. You wear gloves. I wear white and gloves. Then, and then we won't show any evidence. Serving to, gloves. I used to cater. Okay. Yeah, I you can wear those. gloves. I'm just saying we're not going to show those. them any photos. That you, you wear do. some, too. Let's both wear some gloves. Okay, I will wear gloves. Also, Great. we're not going to show any photographs of, of any of the stuff, yeah. of any of this. Well, we we're, we're going to have trouble. I mean, you know, we, our hands will be gloved. So, Although I guess we won't okay. smudge any of the pictures, which is the upside to this glove plan. Sure. I say, how about this? Let's each yeah. not wear one shoe. Show him some feet. Let, let's really. just let's just do let's the put, two shoe let's thing. Let's put the and system on trial today. Okay, that's not weeks. what that means. It's not a let's actual really one thing has nothing to do with the other. Yeah, but okay. You have catering gloves. You have catering gloves. Better if you don't say anything at the hearing. I'm just gonna wear I mean? my catering outfit. You know what? I'm gonna dress up like a butcher. Okay, no, I'm I'll gonna wear have an to stop apron you there. covered in sort of some bloodied, gutted stuff, nope. and nope. then I'll wear my catering gloves. And I why don't you dress up idea. like a fireman? All right. This is great. You're a really no. good lawyer. We're a good okay. team. I, I actually have to leave the case. All right. We're leaving the case. We're going to go get gloves. No. That's yeah. just me. We're getting gloves. I got to go to the butcher shop. They're not going to know what hit them. Okay. I'm not handling this well. Uh, so he, he also, Chickering also refuses to name any of the women. Okay. He said, quote, I have no admissions and no denials and don't mean to. If the grand jury bring an indictment, I have a very good defense without telling anything about my patrons or the pictures. This is the smartest thing he does. Okay. Because isn't this a signal to the families? A signal to the families that what? Of the girls, of the the rich families in town, that he's not going to prevail the girls' names. He's, right. he's like, I'm not, a, I'm not a snitch. Right. Just so you know what's going on here, Daddy Chickering's not a snitch. Right. I don't like the name Daddy Chickering. Yeah, it's what's well, the official name now, Daddy Chick. Uh, so prosecutors come up with a witness at the hearing because the judge is determining if there's a trial, if people don't know what's going right. on, uh, if there's enough for a trial. A 30-year-old man who the Globe said had, quote, a forehead which extended nearly to the crown of his head Hello. and a mustache, a mustache which was curled up in a manner that only one of artistic propensities could arrange. That's right. 
So they're calling him a total douche. Salvador Boston. <laughs> so how, I read this article and I'm like, oh, the, the Boston Globe does not like the witness. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the first so thing like, you take away. He's got a big, long, like saying on the long forehead. Oh, uh, the witness's name, I didn't catch it, but I think it was a fucking weirdo fuckface face. But he definitely ties women to train tracks. <laughs> so, he, the guy says he worked in Chickering's printing department and had printed up many of these photos. Many. He said they had been printed to sell and that he f- was upset by how improper they were. <laughs> uh-huh. But so uh, the, the judge, check cleared. Upon this evidence, the judge orders a trial for the next month. Okay. The Globe immediately reports, it's in the same story. They report that they had spoken to insiders in, the, in Chickering's business, and the witness was lying. And Chickering said the witness was the man who had been blackmailing him. Oh, so wow. the only guy, Ooh. this is just the hearing, the only guy who says that Chickering is doing really naughty things is the blackmailer. In, in, in the article in the Boston Globe has been called an ugly motherfucker <laughs> and that he's a liar, mm-hmm. that he's a blackmailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that, yeah, I guess that's it. Those are the yeah, three. It's a lot, though. That's a down. But that, in the same story yeah. as the hearing trial. And they're like, so, but uh, we're going to trial because of him. So they hit a, they hit, a hit piece immediately. Um, and of course, Chickering says, "I can make the case. I don't. Um, I can defend myself without revealing the photos, the names of the women, all that stuff." And then, that's it. Hmm? No trial takes place. What? (laughs) Dave, that is, if you are like, if you're chickering, you're like, should I call them? (laughs) Should we reach out to them? He had a trial date set. I mean, I got a new outfit. The few Boston newspapers that covered the hearing didn't cover anything else about the story. So very few Boston newspapers already covered the hearing, and the ones that did, like the Globe, then never mentioned it again. Well, how do you never mention it again? They didn't. I never... So his name just, doesn't come up again. So, the, his chickering is... Uh, after that date, the only chickering that comes up is a piano player named Chickering. That's it. So you're suggesting that he started a new life as a piano player. That's right. So you would think that the paper at some point would be like... Hey, remember that trial? <laughs> no. Nothing. Other it just papers never happened. Other papers around the country were running headlines like as Greek goddesses, beautiful Boston girls photographed as nature made them, too, too high art, stuff like that. These are being printed all over the country. The rest of the country is mocking Boston, national mocking for what has happened. And then and then that's it. And then they stop? Well, after a while, that story just runs out. <laughs> and there's so, no trial. No damage. No, not the least bit of damage happens to Elmore Chickering's career. He keeps taking photographs of top society Boston people. And now I want to go back to the thing when he said, I will not name any of the women and I will not show any photographs. 
this is that's it. He got he got rewarded by still being allowed to be yeah a, a, you know a photographer to all these people. The papers aren't gonna screw over their wealthy right benefactors and all these people who run industry right. That's it. The only thing that comes up, Thomas Burnham has not been sentenced yet. So he's due to be sentenced in November. Two weeks before he's due to be sentenced, his entire house burns down. Burnham? Thank you. You're welcome. I'm here for the little stuff. And then he got a one-year sentence in jail. Wow. The Witch and Ward Society released their annual report about this year, about what had happened, the work that they had done. Uh-huh. Um, let me guess. Uh, it, oddly, it talks about the conviction of Gertz and Burnham and oh. the 25 photographs and 270 negatives seized, but never mentions Elmer Chickering. Maybe because the case is a little too close to the society members, so, uh, right? So, so the so, anti-vice so the people moral, and the rich people. The moral is be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Just be rich and you can control everything. <clears throat> right? Yeah, I guess so. That's pretty Look, good. Look, the society goes on for a while. Um, they eventually go heavily into going after sex workers and gambling they got more and more powerful. In the early 1900s, the Boston Public Library kept books the society said were objectionable in a locked room. Publishers Lo- and booksellers. Books. <laughs> publishers and booksellers would not release books as the society had so much pull with prosecutors and judges. Plays were performed in what were known as the Boston version, with the good parts taken out. Wow. So we're bringing hair to town. In 1948, the new director uh, of this society changed the focus to gambling, the rehabilitation of criminals, and studying social issues that led to crime. In 1857, the name was changed again to the New England Citizens Crime Commission, and then in 1975, it was merged with the Massachusetts Correctional Association, and then became the Community Resource for Justice, which now promotes prison reform and rights for ex-cons. Hmm. And that was what? it. Wait, and then it that's ended. That's quite an ending, too. And then it was all over. That that's was it. it. It just happened to rich people, and they literally just made it disappear. This is like our Sopranos finale episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was reading this, and I was like, what a cool story. I'll jump into this, and then I went, wait, is it? (laughs) Wait, when when you hit that, did it go, don't stop believing? Because I read a book about it, and I was like, a lot of books will go like, and then this happened, and then then it kind of peters out, and like, Mm -hmm. because it's like a small chapter in a book, okay, I'll go find out what happened. Right. And I could not believe what I was seeing when I went to the newspapers and everywhere else, and I finally tracked down another story that was like yeah no it just it just it just vanished wow it just fucking a, a national story a blackout and they just it just if you don't do the trial 
Yeah, you would just think that, like, someone would be like, shit, that's how I'll make my name. I'll be the person who follows up on the trial that never happened. But I mean, no I'm sure I'm sure there were reporters around the country who were just like, you remember the thing with the, but what are you going to write about it? Quiet, you. They get, like, thriller <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Quiet. Yeah, just because it's such a, it's such a, it's such a great story for different aspects, which is the dumb puritanical just yeah. nightmare people we have to live with every day. And then these young women are like, I'm into art and like trying to do art stuff. And yeah. then people are like, well, that makes me want to jerk off. And yeah. then it just turns into this fucking gross, weird thing where guys are like jerking off in, in bathrooms and saloons, getting a picture. Right. And then it just blows up. And then it, it makes everything hypocritical about the, the, the vice in Boston trying to crack. And the whole thing is just like all this intertwined stuff. And then, bah, yeah, it's over. Immediately over. Uh, so sources for this episode, Boston Globe, uh, New York Herald, the Arkansas Gazette, Band in Boston, the Watch and Ward Society's Crusade Against Books, Burlesque, and the Social Evil by Neil Miller, and Wicked Victorian Boston by Robert Wilhelm. To what you were saying also, it's like, you can't stomp this shit out. That's just not how it fucking works. That's the amazing thing is they, they, (laughs) that's the amazing thing and they never can do it, but they always just want to stomp it out. That's what this whole thing is about. They want to stomp it out. And then they think it'll go away. And their kids are going off and doing it. It's like, you can't stop it. What are you doing? It's not how it fucking works. Yeah. No matter how many, how many people you try to kill or harm or whatever, it doesn't go away. It doesn't stop. (laughs) Nobody stops doing it. In many ways, you are making more people know about it and think about it. All right, wow. let's start. Wow. Let's record. Okay. All right. You, why is your shirt still on? I thought we were taking our shirts off. Never said that. My shirt's been off for most of this episode. Never, never, we're gonna, never, we're gonna do that. That was never a thing. Next episode, we do it. No, nope, but we don't do it. We I'm never going as Jeffrey Tubin for Halloween. We don't want to do it. It's called Halloweener. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> we've got it. We got her out. This is the dollop. This has been the dollop. Actions.